In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Welcome to episode three of our Raleigh PNC Weekly Podcast. I have with me today Mr. Abinov Jacob. Say hello, hi. Hello. Hello. Right. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, today we are going to be discussing a little book written by His Holiness Pope Shinu III called Calmness. We're really only be talking about the first chapter or so. So um, I really like this book for a couple of reasons, but um, mostly because it's deceptive how deep it is, given the title and the topic. Um, at least in my opinion, I don't know if you feel the same way. Uh, yes, yes. No, um, this topic is, is, is very important, especially uh, during this time uh, that mm -hmm. we live in where... Um, where this topic, you know, it's hard to come by because of the many distractions that we have. So, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's a very, very important topic, in my opinion. Yeah, it's something interesting I heard the other day from, a, from an acquaintance of mine is that uh, post-COVID, he just feels like everybody is very um, edgy. Like people get agitated and angry much more easily than they used to. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I can't. I wouldn't disagree with that. Um. Especially, just post COVID, and then especially how the economy is going, and just how people are. You know, especially if you look at the housing market, is like you got to buy, you got to buy, you got to buy, and just just so many things that's going on right now in the world today. That's um that makes this topic very important to the to the listener and to ourselves as well. Um, mm -hmm. So something to remind ourselves uh, yeah. about about it, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the first the first chapter of the book really, like Pope Shenouda was talking about how beautiful calmness really is. Mm -hmm. um, like he says, like that's the original state of existence. You know, is peace and calmness, right? Yes. And yeah. Kind of. You know, talks about how that came to an end, and then you know what it means in our life right like what like how we should obtain it or how it should you know what place it should hold in our life right yeah no i mean like like i mentioned um, calmness uh, this topic calmness is is uh is something that we must as christians strive for mm -hmm. and um i believe uh that quietness and or calmness or quietness uh is the key to peace that's that's definitely the key. It's one of the keys uh, mm -hmm. to peace, and especially during this time, where like I mentioned, just the world is like you said, it's agitated. It's you know, it's very hectic. Uh, um, people get more aggressive. Um, it, it's because they couldn't learn how to be calm when mm -hmm. it was time to be calm. Right? Mm -hmm. If you look at and you look in the the COVID period where we we're in our homes, um, they probably most likely couldn't know how to be calm because before then it was also that kind of hectic lifestyle. Like, you know, everyone has distractions with the social media and mm -hmm. their own lives and they get caught up in their own lives that they don't understand that con concept of calmness. Yeah. I think it's interesting. So like he touches on how it, when it, he says calmness should embody the entire human life. So he focuses on both the inner and outer life and that, the outer calmness should flow from the inner calmness. You shouldn't have this situation where externally you appear calm, but inside you're like a raging volcano. Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. 
you feel like that kind of flows from the life circumstances where people allow what's going on around them to disturb them internally or for, or they're not, you know, at peace internally. And then that will express itself externally. Right. Right. Um, and, and, and actually that goes back, um, you know, in the beginning of the book where um, the reason we, we lost the calmness is because uh, the fall of man and, mm-hmm. and even before then, even it was the fall of Satan um, right. who caused Satan. Then when he, Satan fell, um, and he lost that calmness when he was up in heaven. He lost it, and then he allowed um, man to fall, and that caused mm-hmm. um, that that. So man wasn't in a calm state, and then because they fell into sin, as Pope Shenouda mentioned, um, right. they lost that calmness. Um, right. So we can say that the calmness was lost even in the very beginning. Um, right. Where, so like with Satan, like instead of accepting his place in the creation, he sort of he disturbed his own inner peace by saying, well, now I have to be equal to God or greater than God, you know? And so, and then that gets passed on to humanity where, you know, Eve was tempted by, you know, knowledge and said like, Oh, you know, Satan kind of undermined her trust in God. And, you know, this, this God is not really that good. He doesn't really care about you as much as you think he does, you know, and you can be like him by, eating the fruit and gaining this knowledge and so she's like oh i want that so then what did that lead to that led to the loss of inner peace eventually right right you know? and then and that yeah they lost their inner peace and then it it was just like a you know a cycle it just mm-hmm. kept going you know um yeah. and that wasn't god's intention god's intention was to for us to have peace and to be calm um and that's why he put man in the garden of eden when mm-hmm. we look at the garden of eden it was full of peace. It was full of calmness. Um, there was there was a lot of harmony, even with the animals. You know, right. they weren't they weren't attacking Adam. Um, mm-hmm. Adam, you know, named each animal. Um, so there there was a lot of calmness, even right. and that and that was the intention of God. And then, unfortunately, as you said, uh, Satan fell and allowed pride to enter his heart. He fell and he he lost that calmness. In turn, he wanted human to lose that calmness. Um, right. And even. It, after that, even it was like a cycle effect. When we see when Cain um, killed his brother um, mm-hmm. Abel, um, that that allowed um, anxiety to creep into Cain, as Pope Shenouda mentioned. Right. And that from that from that point, humanity now knows what anxiety is. And mm-hmm. that even if you look at that in, in today's world, you know, anxiety is probably a, a big mental health issue for a lot of people. Right. Um, and we can go all the way back to that moment when Cain killed Abel and God punished him and said, from that point on, you know, you are going to be, you're going to have an X around you and people are going to hunt you and you're going to mm-hmm. live in fear and anxiety. Right. Um, so it was just something, you know, that triggered me that, that, that even way back then, um, we, you know, we lost that calmness and it was just, it's like a, a you know, a cycle. It doesn't, it doesn't end. Um, right. Cause so it's we're, something to think about. Yeah. And we're always seeking it, but you know, if we don't know how to turn to God, we'll never receive it because it comes from him. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, God is the source of, of peace. Um, and then, yeah. And, and as you said that, um, I think, you, can you repeat what you, the external and eternal thing? That- so the, the, the idea is that, 
your the calm the true calmness doesn't just display itself externally but it flows from an internal piece right, right. someone can present externally as being calm and you know collected but internally they're like you know everything is exploding you know um so right, saying right, that, tr right. that true calmness will come from that inner peace and you won't know it until it's been tested in some like tribulations and it's and you know so that's the only way to know whether it's true is that it has to be tested and then it's not temporary right to so someone who is like externally appears calm and then bad things happen or like you run into some type of trouble in life and then everything falls apart after a while because you can't maintain that inner peace right and um and like we spoke about i think when we had the the COVID period where people are staying in their house mm -hmm. um they didn't learn how to be calm and, and in fact most people even saw maybe a sense of uh a weakness or a sense of anxiety uh, or something that they saw that they didn't realize that probably made them even more agitated right mm -hmm. like you know if someone is in their house all the time and they and that that person typically you know cannot doesn't be in doesn't stay in the house and he's always out and about now he's forced to stay in the house and he's forced to like you know to to listen to himself or to to sit with himself and mm -hmm. um that probably caused a lot of agitation and a lot of self-reflection oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Which, yeah, which um, either Definitely. either a, a person would take that self-reflection and change or, you know, it, they probably will take that, that self-reflection and not change and become even more agitated. Yeah, no, I could definitely believe that for a lot of people, you know, being cut out of their normal daily routine probably put them in circumstances where they may have had to confront some issues that they had been ignoring. Um, and if you don't do it right, it can definitely lead to some, if, you know, additional anxiety, if you are been running away from your problems in a sense. Um, right. Right. And then, and now even after the COVID we're still, I mean, we're still struggling with COVID. There's still new cases mm -hmm. out. And, and so people even are, are not common because of the unknown. We don't, we just don't know what's next. Um, right. And so and that can cause, that can cause, um, someone not to be calm. Yeah. And it's just a lack of, I feel like it's a lack of trust, you know, in God that everything is going to work out. Right. Right. And right. people actually weaponize their anxiety to say that, oh, well, actually it's you who doesn't trust because you're going along with X, Y, and Z that I don't agree with, you know? Right. So it's kind of an interesting phenomenon, which ties a little bit into this next little bullet point here that I had where, you know, Pope Trina says the true calmness manifests in a person that loves peace and wants to help others be at peace, you know, and he, he sort of puts it next to this idea of you have these people who are able to stay calm externally in, you know, a situation and then they will provoke someone. And when someone comes at them in an angry manner, they'll respond calmly, but then they, the way they respond is still kind of designed to provoke the other person, person, you know? Right. So like, this is something that I've seen, you know, personally, in a lot of situations where people who like to cause trouble, but are good at maintaining their composure. Well, they will weaponize it. Literally. They'll just say, you know, and they'll say, Oh, look, you know, you can't argue rationally. You lose your temper, blah, blah, blah. And you know, they're, even though externally they appear calm and cool, 
But the reality is because they're not seeking truth, they're not seeking peace. They're not trying to make the situation peaceful. They don't truly love calmness. They are just trying to make trouble. And they happen to have like strong nerves. So they weaponize that against other people. Right, right, right. Um, and that goes, you know, um, that goes back to the idea of um, the, the Pope Shunu said that they can appear to be calm, but in reality, inside, as you said, uh, they're not calm. They just want to mm-hmm. start problems. They don't um, truly, so- they don't truly love calmness, right? Like you said, if right. you love calmness, like you're going to manifest, you know, peace, not just in yourself, but you want to make like the whole situation will be peaceful. Like when you meet a truly calm person, just being around them calms you down, right? Like you're just like, oh, I like being around this person because they're always peaceful and joyful and like relaxing you know they don't get heated up they don't heat me up either you know right and and that's something even um we need to be careful of especially in the social media age where you know people uh uh text message a lot or you know write you know even in facebook or whatever instagram whatever it may be where you're reading messages and you're going back and forth with someone you need to be careful um and just have that discernment okay um, what's the situation about what, what do I understand, uh, about the situation? What's, what's the other p- person's point of view? Um, and you need to try to kind of like car compart, compartmentalize, um, you know, just put it in your mind, like break it down instead of like trying to be agitated because you just, in, in order to have that true calmness, you need to love peace, as you said, and, and, and you want mm-hmm. peace for others. But Absolutely. unfortunately, when you don't know the other person's point of view, that's where the, the, the devil can, can come in and, and, and try to twist the words or twist the idea of that other person uh, through a text message or a Facebook message or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So there's always like, so that's one, one thing about certain um, arenas of interaction is to there's always an opportunity for misunderstanding. And, um, you know, if you if you're in that situation and sometimes people get upset because they've misunderstood or, you know, you might, you, the thing I want to watch out for though also is just people who deliberately kind of create that situation. Right. You know, cause there's people like there's sometimes it comes from you misunderstanding something or the other person misunderstanding you. And if you're not calm by nature, then that can definitely escalate into something else. If you can't work out your differences in a rational and like relaxed way. But um, I think that the other thing, you know, is what we're alluding to here was people who deliberately like you have to have the discernment to realize when somebody is trying to cause a problem, whether they appear to be like calm or not, you know, because there are people who like might try to appear externally as if they're, you know, in control of their emotions and they're like logical and rational and calm, but then the actions that they take this this is kind of related to the testing aspect right like their actions that they take don't create more calmness they create anxiety they create a lack of peace you know and that's the kind of thing that we want to be careful of as well that we're not doing that and that we avoid people who to do that in order to keep our own like calmness right Mm -hmm. Um, exactly yeah yeah so other things they touched on is that some people are calm by nature. I think that also relates to that issue. Like a lot of these people, they just have like strong nerves, 
you know, whether they, you know, cause problems or not, there are those people who ha naturally have a sh like a calm demeanor and a relaxed demeanor. And then some people, they have to strive to attain it. They have to work really hard. Right. Right. Exactly. And, exactly. um, and something that Pope Shunita touches on with that is said that that doesn't give you an excuse. You can't blame your natural state of being, you know, the way you are, you know, for how you behave because you can change if you want to. Right. And he uses like St. Moses, the strong as an example, as someone right. who was like a very like aggressive, like a murderous person who committed a lot of different sins when he was young. And then, you know, when he, went to the monastery and got close to God. He became this peaceful, calm person to the point that even when, you know, the abbot wanted to test him and insulted him when they were wanted to have him ordained as a priest. And he just, he didn't say anything. He just walked away. Right. Right. No, St. Moses the Black is a great example of someone who truly, um, who truly became calm because mm -hmm. he, like you said, he, he was not calm, but he became calm, and and that's the epitome of a calm person. Calm person, calm right. person. Like you just you, whatever the, he, whatever whatever anybody says something to him, whether it's bad or even good, whatever it is, that person remains calm. He remains mm -hmm. wise. You know, they say a, a calm person. Pope Shenouda says a calm person is a wise person. Right. Um, he's a gent. He's a gentle person. Um. So that that. Saint Moses the Black remained calm, and he showed he showed true uh, faith in God as well. Mm -hmm. um, that for him, it doesn't matter if he becomes a, a, a priest or not. You know, he he really was a changed man, and and that was ev evident in Saint Moses the Black's life. Right, and he connects all these virtues with calmness, right? So, like you know, love, peace, gentleness, like you mentioned, depth, humility, faith you know, this attitude of surrender and, you know, being able to live with God, like all these things are connected with, you know, being calm and tranquil. Right. 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 And, and I liked one imagery in the book where, um, just to show the, the image of calmness or peace, right. Mm -hmm. And Pope Shunuda mentioned, he mentioned a couple of things. He mentioned that if you throw a pebble in the lake and that pebble, um, starts to make bubbles on the surface. Um, and then finally, when that pebble sinks to the bottom, you know, around it, around that pebble is calmness and um, peace and tranquility. And, and, mm -hmm. and, you, and I like that imagery because it shows that, um, yes, in the surface, you know, there might, there might be tribulation and problems, but there is calmness um, within, that, within that person, um, even regardless of the situation around him. And, right. the, and also he gave the imagery of the wind, um, you know, the waves when there's a lot of waves and a thunderstorm and it's very, uh, um, you know, boisterous. Um, but in the bottom of the waves and the, and the sea is calmness. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's just a beautiful imagery. Like that's something to think about that regardless of what's going around us, true calmness is, you know, is that imagery is that even though there's a storm above us or above, you know, above in the sea, below the sea is true stillness, calmness, yeah. regardless of what's going on around right. us. Right. That relates to the depth, right? So like, you know, you have that depth of spirituality, that, you know, deep relationship with God. So the, the external problems only touch the surface, 
they can't you know reach that deeply to where you have that inner peace with god right right and 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 that 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 is a spiritual person that's a spiritual that's a person also said that he makes uh wise decisions and good decisions a calm person you want yep. a calm person to make those decisions because they usually uh you know they usually make the right decision but on, mm. on the opposite of that if the person is not calm and just aggressive usually they make the wrong decisions mm -hmm. um or how he, he touches on the fact that like even in a situation where you're wronged if you don't maintain your composure and you get really angry and lash out people will be like offended and then all of a sudden now you're the person who's in the wrong in the situation even though originally it was you who was you know wronged right right yeah yeah exactly yeah right. is there anything else that you wanted to share um no i just like I said, someone who's not calm can also make a situation worse, as you as you said. Um, and I like the part where he mentions like, um, and I can read an excerpt of this. He says, a gentle answer turns away wrath. So that's Proverbs 15, verse 1. Mm -hmm. um, and the quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than the shouts of a ruler of fools. And while the restless person falls into many errors, the Bible says calmness can lay great errors to rest. And also the calm tongue is a tree of life. So he's saying here, pretty much he's saying here um, that someone who's calm usually has, you know, doesn't speak much um, and can make a situation that's difficult. You know, he can ease in that situation. Mm -hmm. and make that situation calm um only you know from just saying a few words or just his presence of calmness um which i don't know i think that's very important especially in the world that we live in um like you said there are a lot of people that are agitated they you know we they need people who are calm and christians need to show that calmness in order for people to to see what you know that to to just even sense some peace in their lives which yep. is very, very important, yep. in my opinion. Yeah. In fact, like, I think it's kind of an indictment against us as Christians if we're not able to stay calm even in these situations, because the whole idea is that we're supposed to have faith that God is in control of everything. So if we're getting caught up in, you know, the excitement of what's going on around us and, you know, people are saying, oh, this is the end of the world or this is horrible. This bad thing is going to happen. And we just go along with it. We're kind of, you know, going against our own beliefs, you know, in a way. So we'd hope that we can all kind of strive to attain that inner peace of mind that we could get from God. You right. Know? Right. And, and, and yeah. then share it with the people around us to make the world a calmer place. Exactly. And, and you know, just to just to conclude, uh, final conclusion here is, you know, I like when Pope Shununa mentioned Christ as the as someone who was a very calm, even in the midst of, you know, the Pharisees cursing him, uh, mm -hmm. the midst of, you know, Judas betraying him, betraying him, the midst of him being judged uh, in the final, you know, in the trial when he went to trial. Uh, the midst of even the crucifixion where he remained calm, where he remained, um, tr you know, he had that peace in him um, throughout the, the trials and tribulations. Um, and, and Christ just uh, shows, 
shows us what true calmness is, even or even in all the struggles that he faced. Um, mm -hmm. And and I also like the part where Pope Shenouda mentioned about his resurrection, how he came in a moment uh, of calmness, like in the day, in the time of, you know, in the very early morning when everything around was calm. Um, so it just shows that it shows us that how important uh, as Christians is to have that virtue of calmness in our lives. Yeah, I agree. So thanks so much for joining me tonight. And I hope that everybody who listens can benefit from this and try to inject a little more calmness into their daily lives and glory be to God forever. Amen. <laughs>